You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this show is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Kingpin's year-end sale is still going on through January 1st. You can save big on select items, still 15% off of all needles and tubes. I just ordered Jess Yen's Imperial Jade from Eternal Ink and got 10% off. You're going to hear in this episode uh, Jess talk about that signature set of inks from Eternal and what sets it apart. So if you need to gear up for Christmas, or hit the ground running for the new year. Take advantage of Kingpin Tattoo Supply's year-end sale. From now until January 1st, visit kingpintattoosupply.com or call them today at 888-299-5675 and get big savings on your next order. The show is also brought to you by Inky's Tattoo Products. When you use the promo code SullenRadio at Inkies.com, you'll get a free sample pack of Inkies products with that order. You can pick up tattooing ointment, healing, or numbing products all at Inkies.com. Remember to use the promo code SullenRadio and get a free sample pack of products with your next order. Numb, heal, and protect with Inkies. Now, you can also go to SullenRadio.com and support the show by picking up a print ordering original painting, or just donating to Tattoos Cure Cancer. Again, you can do that at SullenRadio.com. I appreciate all the support, everybody. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Swanson. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. It's been a little bit. I've been busy with the holidays. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving gearing up for Christmas. Um, it's a busy time, and I'm excited to put out this episode. There's only two left uh, to the end of the year, this one, and then I'm going to announce at the end of this show, announce who my last guest will be for the end of the year. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, it was exciting for me to talk to Jess Yen, my guest on this show. Um, he's a tattooer down in Southern California. He does both coil machine work as well as uh, tabori work. And he talked about starting out doing stick and poke as a um, art student and working in interior design and how that transitioned from him doing that, working just stick and poke style uh, to what he does now and how that developed. So it was really fun to hear his story and uh, about him coming to America and learning English 20 years ago, not knowing any English at all and how he did that. Um, so it was really fun for me to hear some of his background story and, and um, hear how he works and what his process is and how he's developed this uh, My Tattoo family that he works with and is involved in business ventures with. And it's exciting to hear. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I really had a fun time talking with Jess and I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. This is Sullen Radio Weekly and this is my talk with tattoo artist and founder of the My Tattoo family, Jess Yen. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson from Sullen Radio. I'd like to welcome my guest tonight, Jess Yen. How are you, man? I'm a great. I'm kind of a little bit, you know, uh, nervous uh, and sweating my hand right now. <laughs> well, I, you know what? It's such a pleasure. You know, as before we were talking on the podcast um, and, and recording, I, I said it's such a pleasure to talk with you. And you know, since meeting you a, a couple years ago, and and more uh, following your work after that, I I've just had. Um, and seeing your work up close, man, I think that was the biggest thing as a tattooer. When I saw your work up close, it has such a dynamic feel to it, you know, f f on all, on all levels, you know, the mm -hmm. composition, the application, you know, how I, I, everything looked just, uh, like it was about to jump off the skin, man. How did you start this, this journey into tattooing? Um, that's a good one. Which part of this paper do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, where did you grow up? Where did you grow uh, up? Oh, I, I grew up in Taiwan. Okay. And then um, I come to the uh, United States about 20 years. And I haven't been tattooed since 1992. Uh -huh. And um, also, I'm the founder of my own tattoo family as called um, Korean Ichimon in Japanese. But, um, you know, in English, we call um, Jesse and Tattoo Family. Yeah, and that's, it's interesting to me because 
that's a coming from Taiwan. How did you first get interested in tattooing? Um, and w I want to get to the, you know, how you started developing that idea of following the Japanese mindset of building a family behind your tattooing. Um, but when you first got over from Taiwan 20 years ago, um, what were you, what were you doing and, and how did you get initially introduced to tattooing? Um, I was the interior designer and okay. with the Japanese interior designer. And then um, that's uh, how I learned a lot of um, uh, doing with the uh, uh, texture, three dimension and perspective. And back to old time, um, pretty much is like there is no computer. Right. Uh, not popular with the Photoshop's, you know, AutoClip, those kind of, you know, program. So we don't have a much resource mm -hmm. and to do with uh, in arts or drawings or paintings, you know, or design any tattoo sketches. You had to so do it by hand. Everything has by hand. Yeah. Everything has by hand in the figure drawings, design or anything. It has to be 100% by hand. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, when I was working with the Japanese, my master was an interior designer. And then um, he's, um, he taught me a lot of, you know, those, you know, how to draw textures, mm -hmm. especially uh, three-dimensional perspective. Wow. So I learned a lot of perspective from my interior design master. And so that's, I use this elements and those, those technique and skills brought into tattoo industry. And when I started, how I started this tattoo, yeah, that was just a pre uh, previous question. Um, actually, it's just for fun. You know, it's my classmates that start asking me, hey, you know, you, I see you can, you can draw good. Can you do some like, um, um, like a, like a tattoo, they won't say it's tattoo. They'll say, you know, how about, you know, put some, uh, permanent, uh, permanent, uh, patterns on my skin, stuff like that. And I say, yeah, sure. You know, because I try to want to be cool, you know, it's just like, yeah, sure. I can do that. So we'll use the uh, calligraphy ink, which is a, uh, for calligraphy, you know, styling the practice, uh, styling the practicing and in kanji. Mm -hmm. So, and I also use the sewing, the sewing needles. And it tied up with the in the ramen stick, you know. And then yeah, that's how I started with a very simple hand poking. Yeah, hand poking. That's a very simple one. Like you know, kanji's like basic patterns. You know that that's how I start. You know, really the first time I started tattooing is when I back to the 1989, mm -hmm. but it wasn't professional. Mm -hmm. Just um, just doing for looks cool. And was that all hand poked at that time? When did you get hip to the? or turned on to the, the coil machine? When did you st start developing? I started really uh, using the coil machine, as I, I'll say, the, back to uh, 1998. Mm -hmm. And in 19, the six years after I used the, the tabori, like hand poking styles wow. and the practicing, and I feel like um, there is a lack of something. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't have something that really, you know, it's like professional. Mm -hmm. So um, I used the coil machine as a start back to... Um, 1998 and that's the first time I brought my wife uh, went to uh, Venice Beach and she wanted to get something work done by you know professional coil machine stuff you know styles mm -hmm. and I saw the guy to tattoo her and I'll say man I can do that too you know I know needle you know it's, I have a lot of knowledge of doing you know tattooing especially I know needle very well and but you know, wow, that's just crazy. That's just, you know, with the speed, I was like amazed uh -huh. by the speed of the coil machine. And I'll say, you know what? And back home and I told that was my girlfriend, you know, that still was, wasn't my, my wife yet. So I, I asked her, hey, can you order some, um, um, like a coil machine that's those kind of, you know, fast vibration, those kind of machine, you know, for me. Yeah. And say, yeah, sure. You know, and then, <clears throat> so she ordered from uh, House Balling, you know, I, I don't yeah. need to mention the name because I don't need to advertise it for other people. But you know what I'm that's a, you know, that's a, that's a first I order from the really like um, very simple one, mm -hmm. just a very, you know, simple looking of the coil machine. And then after that, I tattoo her and I use that to tattoo her. I start tattoo neighbors, you know, and then start mm -hmm. tattoo the people who I know and then people knowing me. And that's how I really started. And so you, you were... At at this point with the coil machine, then you're still drawing everything by hand. And are you, are you, uh, well, let's talk about that whole six years that you did to Bori and, and yes. hand poke. Talk yeah. about that progression 
and how me started with a sewing needle on the bamboo um, and, and it moved. Were you being influenced by Japanese work at this point or how, how did that develop? Uh, when I very first started Tabori, it's not really, you know, because I'm Asian, you know, that's in back to um, put this in back to in, in Asia. And I think most is popular is a traditional like uh, Asian traditional, like Japanese or Chinese, those kind, mm -hmm. you know, the styles. So there's this people that I started tattoo one or two guys, you know, and then they start to tell their friends and then says, hey, this guy can do work. Hey, this guy can tattoo, stuff like that. And then they comes to me. And what, after they comes to me, then they always ask, hey, I want to try again. I want this, I want that. So, you know, there's much no choice because I, I, I want to practice. Mm -hmm. And then you know, I want to do something really cool. So I start with um, the Oriental style or like very basic and simple stuff mm -hmm. because, you know, I was still practicing hand poke. Mm -hmm. So it's not like much really professional. And but I still charge people though. You know, <laughs> I still charge them very cheap, but you know, yeah, but you know, that, that, that was back the time, you know, I just make it for sign money for sure. leaving because I, I still went to, um, um, school, you know, for my art education and also, you know, work in the part-time at a, um, like the de interior design mm -hmm. and then, you know, like a poster design company and the side job, the nighttime, I do some tattoo just for, for side job money. Right. And I wasn't trying to push and try to push like Oriental or, you know, a traditional style work. But, you know, just automatically come to me, just ask for those kind of style. Yeah. When did you, when you hit the coil machine, when you got yes. your hands on a coil machine in 98, then uh, how was that transition? How did it, I mean, now you're working with speed, you you know, this vibration that you saw in America, like yes. how was that? It had to have been not only exciting, but um I mean, you seem like a very measured person. Was it was it nerve wracking for you? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's really different. It's really different when you do the tabori, and I mean when you do the hand poke, this kind of work. You know, you, you need to take a breath, like say, the inhale and exhale. That's every movement, each poking and each touching on skin, is with the breath. And the breath mm -hmm. so inhale and exhale mm -hmm. so it's a slow process mm -hmm. and it's slowly and one by one and to finish the projects so take lots of patience but with a tattoo coil machine just like i said amazed by speed mm -hmm. and it can really fast to produce and it also it's very fast to performance um your imagination your work i mean you can in, in very short time you can finish up the project mm -hmm. so that it's in the first time i, I still remember it's quite like kind of nervous and as in uncomfortable you know it's a very uncomfortable because it's too fast usually we take a three minutes in the three seconds it's done you know <laughs> it's just like one line just like it and it's done so yeah, the very first time it wasn't it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy. But you but you stuck with it. You decided, hey, there's something here. The speed was attractive to you, to to be able to finish work more quickly and and. Or... Yeah. Also, also not only that, this is you use the machine, and I think especially in the Western culture, you know, in the states, that they feel more comfortable and they they think it's professional. And with electrical and machine to do with it, and then with it by hand, they're just they don't understand what's this. And then I don't I don't see them feel like like um, trusting me enough. Uh -huh. So you know I, I would like to use the the coil machine is of course the speed wise and also is a faster to finish you know my projects. Mm -hmm. So do, you, do yeah. you think a little bit with the popularity? of tattooing today and, and your place in that things have switched a little bit. Do you have your clientele coming to you for Tabori? Um, or do they, do you still, um, tend to, what do you think the percentage of Tabori to coil work that you do nowadays is, is do you do more of um, one? 
Cambodia, I think now is to me is maybe like ten to fifteen percent people like comes to me and then says, I want to finish with you know Hempo Tabori style,、mm -hmm. and I like to really old traditional way look, and that maybe for my clientele only has a ten or fifteen percent、yeah. the most. Yeah. yeah, because I think the time changed now,、mm -hmm. and、um, Tabori there is many things you can't do, like say the perfect line work. You can't do perfect line work. It's it's quite it's like have to be very careful one by one, you know, stroke、mm -hmm. and to finish a line work, and but a machine you can do like super beautiful fancy line work, thin to thick to thin. You know, it's like like a marker sharp,、uh, sharpie lines. You know,、yeah. so I, I I'm you know for this day now, and then I think I much enjoy use the coin machine,、mm -hmm. but um I'll still say you know um Tabori has it itself the values. You know, it's a pass、uh, this value to the next generations,、mm -hmm. and then this is a you know it's the roots of the of the tattooing start coming from.、Mm -hmm. So I still. Cherish that, and I still, you know, think that's a very important message to pass to the next generations.、Mm -hmm. So I still practice on top body somehow, even my clients is not asking, and I still try to fill in some color with、um, this method.、Mm -hmm. And、um, you know, I pretty much I, I'll say the right tools for the right job. Put this way,、mm -hmm. you know, just because top body can. Uh, performance like really smooth color, and then that not easy to fade it, and because tapoli is 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 a three layers, and there's a more tied up the thirty six to fifty one needles,、mm -hmm. so in every stroke is there's a lot of needles and getting to your skin at the same time every strokes, so that that comes out really bright,、uh, very intense and and bright color, so I'm still. Enjoy to do tabori,、yeah. but um, you know, I still love to. You know, also I love to do the koi machine, and especially those days, you know, I charge by hour, right? <laughs> so, so that's you know, tabori take too much time, and I don't they you know happy to pay with it. So sometimes I give a tabori just all for、uh, for the free sessions,、sure. and to keep in myself, remind myself still, you know, remember where I come from. I love that idea, man, and it's something that I was interested in talking to you more about. When that really clicked in your mind to,、mm -hmm. you know, have this idea of the Japanese family, and and you cr have created that. And I love the i I love that philosophy of you know honoring what was in the past, using the tools that are proper for the job, but、mm -hmm. using this these other things to remind us of. You know, like you said, where we came from, and that's—it's it, amazing to hear that. And how did that? How did that philosophy develop with you? And how did you bring it into your tattooing? Um, hold on a second.、Uh, Is it always? <laughs> has it? Has that family idea always been something you were? Oh, okay. Were family, of? right? Yeah. All right. All right. Um. It, um. Just like say you know it's unlike like typical like American tattoo shops, right? And my shop is um like a family styles,、mm -hmm. and all my students have learned direct from me,、mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, either it's like, like they're knowing or not knowing the tattooing, even a little bit. Um, so those far right now is um、uh, I have four top students, um.、Mm -hmm. It's okay to mention their names. Absolutely,、stuff. man. Yeah, plug your plug the family and and I know you have、uh, two shops down in Huntington Beach,、uh, My Tattoo.、Um, yes. So I know、yeah. you, I know you put a lot of work into the into the Huntington Beach shop there,、uh, man. You were describing it to me the last time we spoke. Amazing. I, I oh yeah, that, that, was, that was a nightmare, man. Us, I talk about that. That was a nightmare. <laughs> That's a take forever and then to finish, but.、Um, You know, I really appreciate my wife that spend the、uh, you know all her free time and you know to、uh, see the processing and、um, you know help me to、um, mm -hmm. develop the shop. And but so far I have um you know four students that one of my direct students um, um I all made them as a co-owner. So I call myself just a founder,、mm -hmm. and pretty much I give them you know the share 
with the whole the, the shop, the profits. Wow. So, um, yeah, so I'm not a really like owner anymore, but I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the owner is uh, Andy, you know, everybody knows Andy, Andy Tran. And he's the manager and also the, um, the co-owner in Huntington Beach. And the other store is still in Alhambra, that which is I, I start, uh, start with the 2001, uh, January 14th. That's the, my original one in Cedar Alhambra. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is um, Kohei Toyama. And, you know, I give them a holy name. So he, his name is uh, Holy Shin. And it's Kohei. So he's the one that's a handle that Alhambra shop. Mm-hmm. And the other two students is Lucy and Man Yao. So I have four top students now in the family. And also at all made them as a co-owner. Um, their backgrounds all different. That sounds like all Asian, but actually they have Taiwanese, you know, and the girls are from like Hong Kong, she speak Cantonese, <laughs> and Andy is from Vietnam. And actually he born in Honolulu, and yeah. Um, and Kohei, uh, he's, um, he's Japanese and he grew up in Taiwan, but he's um, fully Japanese, mm-hmm. and but he born in Manhattan, you know, so. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's like, you know, it's all Asian, but it's all different, you know, mm-hmm. from different culture and different countries. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I made myself kind of like a multi-culture shop. That's great, man. It's it's yeah. amazing when you have a group of people around you that you can trust and that you put your faith into and and, and that you can that you can all push each other and you have a common common goal and a common mindset. It's 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 really cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I give them everyone's holy name. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty important here, you know, because I want them to be recognized uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And because in the traditional way, the tattoo family, you find you found it in Japan or Asia countries and your own uh, carving name. I mean, tattoo name is, mm-hmm. is important. It's, it's, it's the name be recognized. Mm-hmm. And because... That li- that lineage is very important. I mean, and having having kind of developed what you're doing from that Japanese mindset of you know there's the master and and each you know student gets their name given to, by the master, their tools given by the master. Everything is is provided, you know, and and then there's that um, that commitment to that person, you know, and you're part of that family, and so. It's it's really cool, man. It's cool to see, and I, I've seen you you guys out at conventions, and and um, you know you guys are always positive and and having a good time. Um, have you been traveling a lot? Yeah, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah. Do you want to smoke? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I love it. Yeah, get comfy. <laughs> where where was the yeah, last place I, you? I've been traveling a lot recently, and uh, no, I mean past years. Yeah. And I try to cut down as much as possible because. Yeah. Um, um traveling is i enjoy it but when it comes too much you know it's yeah. it's quite as i get exhausted you know it's really tired and um let me see where is the trouble parts <laughs> you have a favorite spot that you've traveled to um, a favorite place yeah I, I, I travel so many countries and then you know many cities but i think each of them give me like uh, say you know different experiences uh-huh. and I couldn't say that which is my favorite. It's really hard to say because um, each country they have, you know, carry their own history and culture, right? So, but I, I appreciate, you know, to, and enjoy that traveling. But um, I say for tattoo conventions, you know, I think I always learn something from each attending time. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to say I have, a, you know, the, let's say, favorite, you know, because I, I try to tell myself like this, every time I go to tattoo convention, every travel, even I go many times already, but I'll put it this way is I see every time it's my first time. I, I think that's very important because if you don't try to tell yourself like this way and you are really tired of the, you know, keep going the same spot, keep the same, going the same, you know, country. And because I develop, like say London, you know, I de- develop a, you know, a lot, quite a lot of clientele there. So I have to go back every year to finish my projects. Mm-hmm. 
But every time, you know, I don't want to, like, say before I go on the plane, I say, oh, man, I'm going to come back to London again. I want to, you know, go there again. You know, so I just tell myself, like, each time it's my first time. So not really there is this any countries like, say, you know, I, like, my favorite. There's no favorite for me because I respect each cultures, you know, they, they have their own beauties. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's really hard to compare, sure. you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, just like you can compare that, say, you know, um, example, um, you can compare, say, um, you know, you like, like, it's how to say that. This, I, I would it, say it's like trying, as I'm just thinking about it here, it's maybe like if I asked you, do you like tattooing dragons or Phoenix better? You know, I, I don't know. I like them both. They have, you know, the dragon exactly gives that, me something. Yes, yes. yes. Just, just like, just like you compare that Tabori and mm-hmm. and and then coin machine, which one I like? It's it's, it's different things, yeah. right? It's it's really hard to give you like you know exact answer, mm-hmm. because you know Tabori that's is with a, every stroke with a with a breathe, you know, mm-hmm. and then that take time to finish. So I enjoy that the process, but um, you know the coin machine is fast and speed, and then can. You know, very fast to you know um, create and also to represent your idea and your imagination, your creations, and also that can finish finish really fast. Mm-hmm. So I like the the conclusion and the result of the koi machine, mm-hmm. but I I enjoy and also enjoy the process of yeah. doing the tabori, right? Yeah, so it's really hard to to compare, like sure. say travel, which one. It's my favorite country. It's, you know, every country is beautiful women, right? <laughs> right. Put it this way. Right? <laughs> That's perfect. Right? Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying my talk with tattoo artist Jess Yen. It's not too late to take advantage of Kingpin Tattoo Supplies year-end sale. Through January 1st, you can get discounts on many of the great products. Kingpin has been offering professional artists for years. Save today when ordering needles, inks, and much more from kingpintattoosupply.com or by calling Kingpin at 1-888-299-5675. Kingpin Tattoo Supply for the artist since 1996. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate the continued support of the show. Here's the rest of my talk with artist Jess Yen. Man, you got, uh, you're liking the coils so much since you put them in your hand that you started developing a line of coil machines now. And I just checked it out on your Instagram. Um, uh, Talk about that. Talk about how that came about, man. And and tell uh, the listeners a little bit about your machines and and, uh, what they're all about. Okay. I, I used to buying different parts from different factory and to build my own machines. Mm-hmm. And, and one time, um, I think my machine is, um, got stolen in one of the show, but I don't want to mention the name. Um, but it's a, you know, I got stolen and I lost my queen. I called the one of machine I built it called queen. And so I miss my queen very much. And then, I, I try to use a different company and different kind of machine to to um, to tattoo, right? So I don't feel comfortable. So being after stolen, my machine got stolen uh, for a while, and I couldn't do say you know very comfortable work when I do doing the work. I, I don't feel comfortable that, that during the time. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, how about put this way? I'm start build, building my own machines. And but building own machine is, it's like, it's a long process. You gotta you gotta make a framing. You gotta do a lot of things, right? So meaning as I have to kind of like quitting drawing and design for my clients. I, ha- I have to stop for for a while. So I don't want to do that. So um, <clears throat> um, I met a guy uh, from Spain, and I was in New York, and I started trying out his um, his machine, and I really liked it. And I was asking him, how about I give you my idea and, you know, running speed and, and, you know, which coil size and stuff like that. And then can you build, you know, the way I want? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he say no problem. And so I start asking him, like, you know, help me out. And, you know, from his knowledge and then 
from what he knows and to build up the machine for me. That, that's how I started. And that was about a couple years ago and we're back and forth and exchanging ideas and then um, to build everything together to you know put everything together. And I think I just started selling from uh, last year. And then, yes. That's great, man. They look nice. They uh, were, are you ha you're obviously happy with the product. Um, and, yeah, and I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with it. It's a very lightweight mm -hmm. and it's a square looking mm -hmm. and it's easy to carry. Um, I mean, you know, square looking is because um, it's easy to fit in the pockets or, you know, to fit in um, for a package, you know, that when you travel, put in luggage. Mm -hmm. So I kind of I kind of design in the square looking wise and it's lightweight and very strong and very strong bouncing and every every stroke is perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I really like it. That's yeah. cool, man. That's cool. When when was the last time you went to Spain? It's a spot that I've I would have uh, you know I want to go eventually get over there and check it out. Oh, last time I was in Spain it was uh, 2010, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. 2010 Barcelona. Okay. Yeah. 2011, I think. I'm sorry. 2011. I was I was in Barcelona. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And your work is so powerful. What do you think that? How how do you think you've developed this uh, this style? I mean, so many layers. Uh, obviously, it you know you said that you were influenced early on by the interior design and the texturing. Um, do you think that it's that texturing, and and or what do you think it is that sets your work apart? Because um, when I looked at it and I looked at it up close, and it was, man, you know, it, like I said, as a tattooer, it's amazing to see. Um, precise, powerful work that looks layered and, and it's just jumping off the skin, like I said before, up close. And anybody that's gone to, a, you know, any of these conventions around the world, you can see that type of work. And it was um, it, it was amazing to see stuff that you had done, really big, big work. And what do you think sets that apart? And how, do, how has that developed um, that you have such a dynamic flow to your work? Um. That's a very good question. Um, I'll put it this way. I say, you need to give up something, then you get something. You need to give up something, and then you can get something you want. So when I do the design, and after I finish the design drawings, and I will start putting uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different layers. And after I finish the outline, finish all the color or shadings, whatever, and then I start to put the darkness, make shadows to make, um, to kill some parts. Even I think that's really cool and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But a hope for the whole image wise, you need to cover up something that even you like it. Mm. So you will push some something really down to push really to the back, you know, pushing them to the back. Mm -hmm. Even the backgrounds, like this, like put it this way. I, I like say I draw a geisha, and this is a, a, a girl. Not, I say this is a beautiful flower, like say peony, is behind her. And after I finish everything, and the most of people would think that that's a finished product. But I will ask my clients to come back one more time. I will kill some part of the peony flower to push that flower really deep to the back become a background, you know, that, that's, that take time for me to think about this because to, no, I, I mean, really take time, um, for, for me to wondering for a while, like conflict myself for a while, like say, should I really do this? Because that flower looks really cool, you know, that I should keep there. But, you know, I started thinking this seriously, I, I need to give up something like kill something I really want to complete that major that most important. So you gotta look at the whole image, the whole image that how you make the layers. So even shadow, even you do the shadow for the subjects, but the shadow will cover the objects, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But is is that which one you want to take it? You want you want to make your subject more pop out, or you want to look everything flat? Mm 
Hmm. Everything looked good, you know, like, you know, subjects, objects and background, you know, all the combination and all the flow looks so good. But how you try to, how you make the subjects pop out. So you need to cover up or say, I won't say cover up, just make it darker mm -hmm. for your objects and the background. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the object will be covered up or I say will be dark in a little bit. You know, I'm quite. You know, what I'm saying this. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. When did when did that idea? When did you start developing that idea? Was it something that that happened after you picked up the coil machine, or was it something that uh, um, in '98, or was it something that when you were doing Tabori that you were as you were studying, was it something that you developed earlier on? Actually, this kind of concept is uh, about four years ago. Mm. It's about four years ago. Um, I have a one student, a direct student from China, Tianjin. And um, he's a great tattooer too. And um, once you work in the shop, and then I kind of show him the full back piece I did. And um, now he said, I really likes my work. That's why I become a student. But he told me that he said, Master, I just feel like it's kind of flat. It's not. Is everything perfect, but just like it didn't make your subjects like much more pop. Mm. And then I say, so what do you think? Because my philosophy is, you know, be a master. You also need to learn from your students because no one is the best, you know, only better. So I ask him and I say, I ask him, say, um, if you were me, what are you going to do about this project? And he told me that he say, um, I think this part and, you know, that's the fire, you know, the behind us of the fire parts and you should be, I was doing the warrior. So that the fire, you know, it's behind as a background. Mm -hmm. He say those fires should be killed. It. I say, but as a fire is, I spent so much time to do this, you know, and then those fires flow that's so beautiful. And then if you cover it or you just, you know, push back and then, that doesn't look clear. And then, you know, I don't think it's, um, it's a good idea, but he say, why you don't give a shot and try it out. So I talk to my clients and I say, is that okay that, you know, I'm trying to, to do some like a shading and a background, like make this part like darker and stuff. Maybe we can bring the subjects more pop out. And <clears throat> Of course, you know, for using him as a white mouth, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, he, he's not agree with this. So, um, and Lucy gave us some idea. And Lucy was saying that, how about we just marker and, you know, draw on the top and see how it's the conclusion, see how it's come out. So we used the marker and then um, try to, to shading, you know, that the, the fire, the background, those to try to push down and then, the subject actually is really come out better. It's like more three dimensional. So from that time, I started that without asking my client I start doing all the backgrounds, like kill, even I finished like perfectly, but I still start, you know, kill some part of it to make the subjects more, you know, popping. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's four years ago, I started really doing like three dimensional and I started much more dimensional. So every design right now, um, I always put the uh, different numbers of the layers mm -hmm. and I will say a really good tattoo or powerful tattoo. You need subjects, objects, and background. And also you need to give up something to get something you want. Yeah. And this is all done by hand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do you think, you'll, do you think you'll ever make a jump to, uh, drawing digitally? Uh, digitally yeah like on a, like a tablet um, you know Wacom has a as a Cintiq they have a big 27 inch screen but uh, honestly it I have the small I have a smaller one and this is what my friend Matt Hodell says and this is what Russ Abbott says that it really the size doesn't necessarily make so much uh, of a difference because you're drawing at a smaller you know you might be drawing a sleeve and you're <laughs> zooming in and it's only six inches, you know, on, on a, on a eight and a half by 11 inch piece of paper. 
but you're drawing a full sleeve because you can zoom into these areas, you can zoom out, you can add layers, detract layers. And so they said, you know, because that was one of my concerns when I first started thinking about going digital was, you know, I like to really get my arm moving around the table and and I didn't know if I was going to have a problem translating, you know, how it was going to feel, you know, to draw not on tracing paper or not on uh, a vellum or, or something like that. And um, I like it so far. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. And I, I'm curious to, to know if you ever think that using that kind of tool is something that you'll move towards. Or do you just, I mean, is that old style of, of, of drawing something that you're comfortable with that and you can produce that type of work that you want. So why, you know, why uh, change it? You know, why, why uh, reinvent the, you can't reinvent the wheel. So what do you think, man? Digital or no? It's, it's really comfort, you know, conflict again. Um, I'm a very, very traditional person, you know, so for the concept, you know, start starting family, um, teaching students and stuff is I, I keep a very traditional mind. Mm -hmm. Um, but for arts, I think arts is no border, no borderline. Right. You know, you can use any kind of media, but you know, as I'm a computer stupid, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a computer moron. So, you know, every, everything I touched is all shut down. I don't know why <laughs> you know, every computer that even my iPad just like, you know, start like freeze from nowhere. I just, I don't know why, you know, really? Yeah, I suppose it's not like that, but it happened to me many times. I yeah. thought I'm get cursed or something. <laughs> right. You know? But uh, you know, I'm an open-minded person. Sure. You know, and all my students that they use the Photoshop's, you know, and they, they use a different kind of um, app, you know, different programs, mm -hmm. and um, um, I appreciate. Yeah. You know, but um, I think I, it... I think I still will keep the way I do. Yeah. Because you know, I I like to you know for. You know, I like um, grab something to touching it, mm -hmm. and then you know, I don't know. That's just me. You know, sure. I, I'm op I'm appreciate. I'm open it, you know, open minded. But I think it's a learning Photoshop or, or those kind of the new program to me is very new, mm -hmm. and then I I will spend much more time than than others. Sure. You know, for people to learn. So I think I just will keep the way I mm -hmm. am, and. But I like to look at the people when they do that. You know, mm -hmm. I always stand behind them when they do the Photoshop. I was like, wow, wow. Sure. But, you know, it's, I think it's not for me things. You know, I, I believe, you know, man and man, that's like touching and touching. You know, it's like say, you know, I tattoo you and then, you know, people receive direct from me. And I think I'm more, much more enjoy this. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think there's there's definitely there's definitely aspects of it that, you know, people have said, you know, you're going to lose a little bit of soul from that, from that drawing. Cause you're not drawing it, you know, on, on paper. And, you know, my, my take on it is, Hey, if it, if you think you're losing a little bit of soul by me drawing this on a computer, well, I'm going to put the soul right back into it when I tattoo it by hand on your body. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. to me, it's like you said, it's a tool. And, um, I, I would find it probably interesting in, in your, like in what you do is drawing, having everything completed on paper and you run in, uh, run into a, um, an, an idea like, you know, taking this fire and changing it and being able to, um, you know, throw, throw that design in a digital program and quickly, you know, represent what it's going to look like or pull these, you know, flames out a little bit just with a click of a button and it, and it, and so you've done it all manually, you know, you've drawn it all like your original process, but you're able to use that as a quick tool to, you know, manipulate things or test theories out. I mean, I think that's what's, that's what I've liked about it is the ability to kind of quickly, you know, change this flower, change these petals, you know, and look at them right back and forth from each other because I can make one layer disappear and throw on another layer and see that, you know, what this rose looks like in this different angle or, you know, I mean, I think it's, like I said, I think it's great. And there's so many new shit. There's so much new shit that's going on in tattooing, man. And I mean, yourself, you, you have the machines, you also have, um, a really cool set of eternal inks, um, that oh, how long, how long have those been out? 
Um, I think it's uh, back to 2014, mm-hmm. and we've been back and forth for at least a year mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, and then try it out and back and forth. Um, that take maybe one year to get ready. So I think um, this year was the start selling and 2014, which is test out. Mm-hmm. And all the ink is, um, is, is quite different is uh, use a Tapuri method because the back the old time, we need to make our own needles and also we need to make our own ink mm-hmm. or color. So I just give this kind of um, uh, formula, you know, give this formula and then as an internal to create, come out, you know, my new color set. Mm-hmm. So it's a thinner and, but it's still saturated. Mm-hmm. The color is still bright. Mm-hmm. It's cool. They come in really cool bottles, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Was that I think I spent a really hard time to find the bottles. <laughs> yeah. They, they took at least like say two months, three months to find a square bottles because I was thinking about travel so that, mm-hmm. you know, easier for, for artists, like, bring very limits, but the necessary color. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it's like a Mahjong, you know, like, um, you know, the Mahjong square, and then you put all together and the easy pack. So, and it's, it's easy design for, for traveling. Simplicity yeah. seems to be key for you when it comes to an approach towards art and travel. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But uh, back to the early, that the digital parts, I don't think the people use the computer losing saw, you know, I, I don't feel that way. You know, just like I said, I'm open-minded. I appreciate, appreciate that people using different medias, even digital, because it's going to be digitalized anyway in the future. So people try to use that digital or Photoshop, you know, those kind of programs, you know, I think it's very smart. But just for me, I'm just computer stupid, you know, I, I, I'm a moron. I just... You know, I, I try to learn and then, but just never come out the way I want. So I just give up, you know, I think it just, for me, it just, I'm just uh, afraid to, to face that, you know, time changing, you know? Right. So it's not for me, but it doesn't mean it's not for everybody, you know, for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it uses digital is a very smart way, mm-hmm. you know, and I also appreciate that, you know, the results come out and then looks really good because after we use the digital, we're still going to, you know, put it in person, like, you know, back to the tattoo anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like you say, you know, you say people say lose the saw, but it will still bring the back, you know, when we tattooing still is the touching, you know, the like man to the other. Right. So digital, I, I appreciate digital. I, I like digital actually. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to see that not only do you do this large scale, you know, dynamic work, um, but I've seen color portraits come from you. Um, ah. I've seen these other styles that you're doing. Was that something that you always wanted to try to accomplish? Was being able to render different things in, in different, st- or you know, tattoo different things in um, different styles of tattooing, or or is it just what the customer wanted? So hey, I better get after it and learn it. Um, I think the realism been really popular in, mm-hmm. in all the world, everywhere, like the realistic wise. Yeah. And that's how I started when I went to a school. Mm-hmm. So I drawing portraits, you know, those kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's, I learned it from school mm-hmm. and actually I'm enjoying it. So I want to bring this style into my, you know, um, traditional work. So I call my style is um, realism <coughs> oriental, and then um, it's called fusion, fusion, uh, new school style, you know, oriental style. And I do some portrait is because it's a popular, and then it's it's a fun to do with it, mm-hmm. because I I like to add some textures, you know, I want to add some textures and then um, like a perspective, you know, like shadows and stuff. So I doing, you know, portrait realism, it's not only just customer require, it's kind of, I want to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I still using the characters like, like with the traditional stories, 
like you know warriors samurais you know geishas you know it's like you know there's some many way can 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 do the tattoo right so um yeah i'm, I'm enjoying doing the portrait stuff it's just for fun yeah yeah have you seen what have you seen tattooing doing these days man is it it's change it changes constant it's changing constantly um right. i'm interested to hear you know your take on it these days where you think it's going and um and and where do you think that the uh, uh our convention's still going to be as big as they they have been is travel going to be as important um you know what's uh what's your take on this thing man it's it's a it's a big snowball that that we're that we're all involved with here as in tattooing and and uh I'm curious way where you think it's going um i think there's two parts of this one part is just like we talked about earlier about digital and i think is everything is going to be digitalized in the future so no matter i like it or i don't like it appreciate or not appreciate i think you know, learning in Photoshop or learning um, the digital stuff is necessary and for the new generation or a new tattooer. Mm -hmm. And convention, I think, is going to be died down. And sadly, I have to say this. This is how I see it. Because there are too many conventions those days. And I think the marketing is, is no more... Um, no more... Um, Put this uh, how to say that um like a like a like a rubber band you know you stretch all the time and they lose the stretch that the what a bouncing yeah yeah you lose that yeah. you know it's, i think it just it's max to everywhere has a convention now mm -hmm. like january i'm going to vietnam and you know they uh, they invite me to go be the judge there so I never been the Ho Chi Minh City, but I want to try it out. Um, so see that everywhere has a convention now. Yeah. So I think in the future that the tattoo industry is going to die down. Think about this. How many artists graduate from art schools every year? There is going to be thousands, maybe millions, right? If a 1 million of the 1% that year graduate from art school students getting to the tattoo industry, and it's gonna be how many people will be the tattoo industry and the new blood come to this industry. Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, 1 million is 1% 1 is uh, 10,000, right? It's a 10,000, 1 million is one is 10,000. So 10,000 of the, of the, you know, from, our school mm -hmm. and come to the tattoo industry as a new blood and only one percent of that ten thousand will be hundred mm -hmm. of a super amazing guy super amazing every year coming to this industry mm -hmm. just just by by numbers so for us you know the new blood the new guy better than us that's of course that's the way to be you know it's this is always like something new come to the industry and beat up the, all the old guys but one day they get old and there's new guys coming up too right mm -hmm. so i think in this industry that if you want to survive the only way is keep better it's getting better and keep keep getting better that's the only way to survive in this industry and try to as much to donate your knowledge and to give up, you know, give whatever you, you can give to the, this industry and to keep your name in this industry. That's the only way you can do it. Just just keep moving forward mm -hmm. and keep up getting better. How did you decide to um, set up shop in, in Huntington Beach and Alhambra in that area of Southern California? Is that where you came 20 years ago? uh was southern california or how did you end up there how do you know that's right yeah yeah that's right i i used to live in irvine okay yeah i used to live in irvine that um the first time i come to united states and then uh no the first one i live in chapman and i went to a language school mm -hmm. yeah so that's why i'm able to talk to you right now that's because it. 
yeah, I went to um, the language school. And then, um, by a very short time, then I moved to Irvine. And then I moved to the Los Angeles co uh, County. Mm -hmm. And I always want to open the shop there is because I have some clients is always come to LA and actually they're leaving the San Diego, uh, Irvine, Huntington Beach, those area, Orange County. Mm -hmm. So I just want to provide a service yeah, for my clients. And the other main reason is um, one of my students, Andy Tran, um, he's grew up, he's grew up uh, at um, a little what's called Little Saigon. Yeah, it's a garden grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he grew up there. So I want to open the one shop for him to manage and also give him uh, enough uh, free spaces to uh, start his business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm helping my students open a shop there. It's still called My Tattoo, but it's owned by uh, GSN Tattoo Family. Yeah. It's amazing, amazing. So did you not speak English when you came over, or did you speak very little English when you came over 20 years ago? Um, you... I don't speak English at all. You know? <laughs> not at I mean, all. Not at all. And then um, even um, I thought of jazz is jazz. I like jazz music. I like country music. I like jazz music. I thought I thought jazz is jazz. That's why I named myself Jazz. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I thought it's jazz, but I thought it's jazz. You know, it's, it's, it's quite confused for me. So that's why, you know, when people ask me, what's your name? And then, um, yeah, I know that they're asking my name, you know, so I'm just say uh, jazz. And then they say, oh, jazz. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's how I started my name. <laughs> that's... I, no, I, only thing I can say is uh, um, back to time, I only say, um, hi, my name is jazz. That's it. <laughs> or you know hi jess that's it that, that's the all you know i don't speak any english when i come to the states wow that yeah. must have been crazy i can't even imagine you know going the difficulties that you must have encountered um how did you even find out about the english school oh actually it's my cousin uh helped me out and bef you know um my cousin told me she told me that if you want to stay in the States, you have to speak English. Mm. And that was very difficult for me. And then um, she put me in the school and she said, if this is good school, you can learn English. You know, even you sleep outside the door, you still need to register and you still need to come to this school. You have no place to live. Even you walk or, you know, live outside the school, then you still need to learn English. She's a very strong lady. You know, my, my older cousin, you know, she's, she's, um, she helped me a lot. And then also she told me that you have to stay, you know, you, you want to stay in, 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 in America, then you have to speak English, no matter you like it or you don't like it. So you got to do it. But actually I, I like English, you know, so I don't speak very well, but you know, yeah, I like to speak with it. <laughs> you do very good, man. I, I appreciate, I've appreciated talking with you tonight and, uh, and it's such an amazing story to come mm -hmm. over here 20 years ago and not speak English and to be where you're at with, uh, you know, a family of, of, uh, business partners and friends that are supporting you and, and helping you along in this journey. And, and it's amazing, man. I love seeing the work. Um, how, how did you, one last, one last question before we end here. How did you get, uh, what's the connection with Sullen? Um, how did you get tied in with Sullen and, and Ryan and Jeremy over there um, uh, on, on this little, on this tattooed path that you've been on? You know, I think it's a fate. No, this is all fate. I, I don't really know how, how we know each other. You know, just like, you know, um, Jeremy and Ryan, is, they're a super cool guy. And then um, also John, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Solid TV, John, yeah. you know, yeah. he's an awesome guy too. Yeah. And I don't know how, how, how we started this. I never think about this. I just like, you know, just like it, they, they come to me and they, hey, Jess, and I start, hey, how are you? You know, yeah. and then we start introduce each other. And then, you know, just like uh, we, we know each other for a long time. And I even I invite them to come uh, when the Huntington Beach shop, the you know, grand opening, 
you know, they come over and then help me out to set up everything. And then, you know, they bring the whole crew to help me out and then advertise for me. And then, and then also the Benedict, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, the lady, ben, Benedict, right? Yeah, Bernadette, yeah. Uh, Bernadette, yeah, Bernadette, yeah. I, I always call her Benedict, you know, it's Benedict's like egg Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember her name, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and she was really nice to me. And Ryan, um, they've been asked me to do the t-shirt that before, you know, but sadly I just haven't, you know, it's just busy for my client's design. I haven't, you know, really, you know, do any design yet. But, um, um Jeremy and then John is super nice to me. I, I don't really remember that how we start, you know, hooking up and then start talking to each other, but we've been knowing each other for a long time, years. Yeah. But thank you. Remind me, I'm going to think about tonight. And it's like, you know, shit, how we know each other. Yeah. That's a good question. That's great, man. D- Jess, thank you so much. It's, thank it's you. been a pleasure. And um, next time I'm down there, I will absolutely stop in again to your please, shop. Please. Yeah, you're a super more than welcome. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much to you, um, Solon and Solon Radio, right? Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, also, I wanted to, you know, take this opportunity to thank you, all my students mm-hmm. and my clients, you know, whoever that support me in the past. And thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Amazing. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. Do you want to know that how I learn English? Yes. You know, I have a little card, right? And one side write in English, the other side write my mother language, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have a hundred cards in my pocket. When I walk to the bus station to going back to my home state, you know, that's just a, um, a very nice Caucasian mom. Um, she's a very, uh, very nice lady. I used to live in Chapman in her house, so called homestay. And I need to take at least 25 minutes to walk to the bus station. So I have those cards in my pocket. So I will take it out of those cards and start reading the English and answer the meanings in the behind the back. You know, the, the meaning I write it down. Like say, example, apple. So Apple, you know, behind, you know, my language should be in Apple, right? If I answer wrong, I slap myself. <laughs> Serious. I slap myself very hard. Wow. And once till I walk to the bus station and my whole head, like a pig head, all red and bruised. And then even back to um, <clears throat> my homestay and the mom, you know, the lady, she always asks me, what happened? What's going on with your face? Yeah, and this is, this is how I learned English. I try to, you know, force myself mm-hmm. to remember the every vocabulary. That's how I do myself. There it is. I mean, if you want to learn a language, just flashcards and brute That's called force. self, yeah, self, yeah, flap, flap the cards, called self-forcement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. Uh, if I answer wrong, yeah, answer wrong. That's how I punish myself. Slap my face really bad. Is that what you do to your students too? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Andy. <laughs> Watch out, Andy. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Andy, Jess, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank All you right. For- bye bye. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the support. A few shout-outs this week. Thanks for the support, Pate, from A-Town Tattoo, City of Trees Tattoo Festival, Big Rob, Steve Johns, George Roeder, Alvin Chung, Matt Hodell, and Tattoos Care Cancer, and just all of the Sullen family that supports the show. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Sullen Radio. And again, you can head over to SullenRadio.com to support the show by donating to Tattoos Care Cancer, picking up a print, an original, or just setting up a tattoo appointment with me. I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you so much. Now, if you're an event, a business, or a brand, and you'd like to hire me to host or speak at your event, or help create some exciting audio content you can use for social media commercials, creating your 
own podcast, enhancing your YouTube channel, or just promoting your brand for years to come, please email joe at sullenradio.com for pricing and availability, and let's collaborate. I'd love to do some fun stuff and work with some exciting uh, artists and brands out there. So hit me up, joe at sullenradio.com. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to tune in to the last Solon Radio episode of the year, dropping December 23rd. My special guest is arguably one of the most popular tattooers today, an innovator in our field, and truly an amazing artist. Nico Hurtado will be joining me. You can tune in December 23rd to hear what inspires Nico, how his work has changed, and what one thing that he continues to practice has helped him elevate his tattooing. Have a great couple of weeks, everybody. Keep hustling.